Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello out there in Radio Land. This is Hank Hill, Assistant Manager, Strickland Propane. Come on down to Strickland where you can get a great deal on the new Char King 320 Propane Grill. We have other propane grills and propane accessories for your grilling needs. So come on down. Mention this ad for an extra 5% off of your next propane tank fill-up. by Strickland Propane, Harlan, Texas. Uh, have a great day. Welcome to Bois, Bois. the King of the Hill Rewatch podcast. podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, we have reached a milestone. Yeah, we have actually. This is... Uh, Season 2, episode yeah. 23. We're on the tip top, or or the rear, or the, the end of, whatever you want to call it, the caboose. <laughs> is it the tip top or the caboose? I don't know. We're somewhere <laughs> We're somewhere at the end of uh, Season 2 here, yeah. Man, season this two, is the end of Season 23. 2. Yeah, the absolute, well, I guess if you don't count Friday, the next episode you hear will be Season 3. Season 3. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I want to kind of it's address this. a buttload this. of episodes is what that is. Yeah, it's a buttload of episodes for sure. So I want to kind of address this, and uh, yeah. I did some research over the week, okay. and... In my research, I was looking at other King of the Hill podcasts mm-hmm. and kind of seeing where everybody was at. And, sure. You know, I noticed that a lot of them die in this season here. And I know ours isn't. I'm not worried about that. They That's call not it, what we're getting they at They call here. it pod fade. Yeah, pod fade. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, well, we don't have that problem. I think we're too invested at this point. Sure. Uh, you know, we get candy sent to us from Artie. We get, you know. Thanks again, uh, Artie. DVDs sent to us from other folks. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm saying, you know, it's just. Sure. There's no point in stopping now, but uh, nah. So yeah, it was. It's it's been great. We've got a uh, we got a ton of people who are listening, and uh, we thank every one of them. Yeah. Uh, also, guys. Uh, and by the way, just a quick disclaimer. Quick disclaimer. Don't play with propane. Yeah. Don't play with propane. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to start doing this at the beginning because yeah. uh, a lot of people might not make it to the end of the episode. It's something I noticed Let's that we've do been it. doing. So. Uh, just letting everybody know, you can find us on all social media at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. Yeah. And uh, not only that, uh, you can find us at RogueMediaNetwork.com slash B-W-A-A-A. And uh, you find a bunch of great podcasts over there, too. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, go check out some other shows. Go check out some other shows. There's yeah. plenty of stuff out there. We really appreciate uh, it. And if you didn't catch our last episode, you can go on all social media flat platforms. Flat and, porns. Uh, flat porns. Flat porn. <laughs> no, but you could go back and check that's out just, uh, our last just, episode on all social uh, social media platforms. Just, Let me get a drink uh, Flat here. Stanley porn is what that is. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, this one, uh, there's a couple of big things here that I want to get to. Um Number one, we got a huge cold open here, right, before the credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> big one, big one. So we cold open at uh, Megalomart. It is dusk. It's uh, really kind of pretty. I mean, it's uh, the yeah, sky it's actually, is orange, everything. This is, uh, this is another one of those episodes that has a lot of, uh, I don't know, it has a feel to it. And yeah. I get this with a lot of King of the Hill episodes. I feel like they can make feature length, you know, like a oh, good yeah. hour and a half movie Absolutely. out of the whole episode. And this one, you know, has that feel to it. And it has that feel to it because it is a two-parter. So when we do start season three, we will start season three with the back half of uh, this story. Yeah, we uh, we start in the parking lot and then we go inside. We are in the uh, in the toy department. Uh, we've got a worker there who is uh, diligently putting out stuffed elephants. Uh, Hank walks up to him and says, do you know where I can find four D batteries for my flashlight? <laughs> the guy says, uh, aisle 30, I think. He says, this is aisle 30. He goes, 15, 3, stop guessing. <laughs> stop guessing, yeah. He, he, just, says, he doesn't you even know, know where it's at, yeah. Man, Hank came in here pissed off. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, the, you know, nobody... <laughs> At this time in the world, you know, Walmart was killing well, everything. So, or uh, Megalomart was this killing is, everything. This is also very reminiscent of uh, I Need a Dang Hammer. You I know? Need a Damn Hammer. Yeah. Uh, so the guy just says, listen, sir, I'm trying to help you. Uh, Hank steps over all of the elephants that are on the floor. Uh, he is looking down the aisles, which I have done at many of these mega stores. Yeah, just... uh, he sees somebody and yells after her. Uh, because that's it's literally what you have to do. Yeah, you the know, amount like, of stuff if you're they looking stuff at in a, those places. So if you're looking at an eight, at a, at, at uh, uh, Walmart or a, a Home Depot or a Lowe's or something like that, man, good luck finding. Yeah, somebody it's just to ridiculous. Help you. Good well, luck. Well, yeah, I just I don't even ask, especially at Home Depot. So it's like I know more than you. <laughs> quick, quick aside in the toys, I noticed uh, a game called Captain Crash. Oh, Captain Crash. Uh, a game called Music Game, which I'm sure that one's fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Music yeah. Game. Music Game. And then also back on the on the, uh, on the the uh, uh, walls, you had dolls, teddy bears, uh, and the guys holding the stuffed elephant, like I said. Hank is out in the middle of all of the aisles now, right under the sign that says tissues, paper towels, and lotions. Ooh, uh, lotions. <laughs> he can't. He can't get that girl to stop, and so some other guy comes by and he says, uh, uh, "Hey, he, he asks him about the D batteries." He says, "Yo, you just passed them right through that door, sir." <laughs> he walks out the door and he's out in the alley. Yeah, he's out in the alley. <laughs> and he just talks. He says, "I hate this place." And then we start. That's funny though. Who in the hell does it? Like he goes, they're like pointing through the whole store. And then finally they're like, oh, okay. Who they're tells out that him door. just go outside? Yeah, get the hell out of here. We don't care about your batteries. So here's a uh, milestone. Uh, we go to the credits and what do we get? We get a yell. We got a yell. No bell, but a no, yell. We got a yell. We got a yell. No bell, no all bell. yell. That's right. There you go. <laughs> That's right. So we get through the credits and we are at the uh, Arlen Beauty Academy and Ms. Kresmer. Uh, is voiced by Jennifer Coolidge, by the way. Yeah, she is uh, saying, as a stylist, you must remember a bad haircut can cost you your client their job, even get them beat up. 
That's this is why her we fourth appearance. That's why we use senior citizens. Oh yeah, that's why we use. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lu- Lu- Luann. Yeah. Luann, who is trying to tease this old lady's hair, says, uh, "Miss Kresmer, my senior citizen is too small for my chair. Can I get a new one?" <laughs> it's Luann, please. <laughs> Some of them can hear you. Some yeah. of them can hear you. She says, "Step into my office," uh, and this is where we get the back and forth with. Uh, with uh, Lou Ann and Miss Kressmer. She says, I haven't received your tuition check for this, oh, yeah. this trimester. Uh, oh, really? I mailed it, says Lou Ann. I mailed oh, it. you did. Well, that's good, because if you hadn't, I would have to suspend you. But since you did mail it, why don't we just sit here and sit wait until here it comes? Sit here and wait, yeah. <laughs> and then there's just this awkward Really awkward of silence, eyes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, I didn't mail the check. So uh, we're back out in front She's of... She's broke as hell. She is broke as hell. What is she going to mail to you? We're back out uh, in front of the Hill House, and uh, Buckley is there dropping Luann off in front of the house uh, on his motorcycle. She says, if I don't pay my tuition, I can't go to beauty school anymore. Uh, can you believe that? Like, yeah, like and then he goes... She guesses it's just free? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then, uh, and then he goes, uh, can you believe that? Oh, yes, he goes, can you believe that? And he goes, how much was it again? And she goes... Three hundred dollars. Uh, all I have is four hundred, and that's going towards my new trampoline. <laughs> my new trampoline. I mean, the trampoline I have now is good, but yeah, you know, <laughs> my that's such the, a jackass. The, that, well, it's different if he wouldn't have said nothing, but he literally asked yeah. her, "Hey, uh, how much is it?" Oh, uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm go, sorry about that. She goes three hundred. He goes, well, "All I have is four hundred. Yeah. What? Number one, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then, yeah, he's he's gonna buy that second trampoline, which uh, you know you've made it if you have two trampolines. Yeah, that's it. What, my I mean, wife what is he gonna I, do? Like stack them on top of each other? My wife and I had two trampolines at one time in our backyard. We had the five kids. All, oh, so you had all teenagers. So I just watched Facebook and got two trampolines out of it. And, oh, that's uh, good. That's probably safer that way. You probably um, saved somebody from getting a broken arm or neck. Yeah. I, by separating at least, you know. I just about damn near killed one of my kids, though, because trying to jump from cham- trampoline to trampoline. I got a trampoline a, not a story since about trampolines. Yeah. Uh, I broke my arm severely when I was 11 years old on a trampoline because of too many people being on it. And uh, you know oh, how yeah. you know how they would double jump you, so <clears throat> yeah, they would push yeah, the trampoline sure, down and it sure. would bounce you up. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened to me, but I was doing a front handspring uh-huh. while I was doing it. So my arms were like this, and then uh-huh. the trampoline rebounds into my arm oh. while I'm going down into it, you know, do it. full force. Yeah, and uh, my arm was in an S. Oh, okay, it, it, and and that's not the natural. No, it's uh, not a natural shape for your yeah, arm. Of and of course, arm. we're broke. I didn't. We didn't have insurance or nothing. So when uh, we go to the doctor uh, mm-hmm. a week later for the swelling to go <laughs> a down, a week later, we go to the doctor a week later. So my <laughs> arm is in an S shape for a week. So we go to the doctor. That's the, terrible. The bone specialist says. Well, hey, uh, I could just break it right now and reset it for Yeesh. you. And my mom's like, "That's what you want." Would hear. you offer it? Like she was, she was kind of like, "Would you offer us that if we had insurance?" Like, or would you, would yeah. you just go straight to the 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 second option? Because the yeah. second option was sedating me and sure. figuring out how to pay for that. But yeah, sure. we opted to be sedated because I wasn't gonna have them. He said, "Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll fix it real quick." And it was in like this big S shape. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes that's that's. What they have to do, and I'm assuming they sedated you and then did that. Well, in Vietnam War, maybe like in war, to, like <laughs> setting a combat, like break. well, maybe on a farm, you <laughs> or know, a farm, or something yeah, like maybe. That, you know? I don't know. No, maybe you were on a farm. I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, 
It was it was painful. It was a painful. I bet it was painful time. Uh, so eleven way- too. Like it was eleven years old. <laughs> like that was really painful for a child. To it to go sounds through. like it shaped you. It did. Uh, Luann says, "Okay, Buckley, good night." In an S shape, and she <laughs> she kisses him on the cheek. We go back inside, and we've got Hank and Peggy, and this is my favorite scene in the entire uh, show. Okay, Hank and Peggy are sitting there in their TV chairs, you know, watching TV. And she, oh, said, yeah. she says, okay, yeah. Hank, try turning it back on. And then you hear the commercial come on and say, because feeling fresh is important to women. And Hank's just like, Bob. Oh, <laughs> and so and then you hear Bobby in the background, Dad, can I come back in now? Not yet, son. Stay in the kitchen. <laughs> then a little time passes and you're back in there. And Hank says, okay, Bobby, you can come back in. And then we get Chuck Mangione. Uh, the Megalomart spokesman comes on the TV and says, your garden will be a horn of plenty with Megalomulch in easy-to-lift 50-pound bags. Uh, I don't know how easy that is. Peggy says, mm, that Chuck Mangione is one, one class, class act. act. <laughs> like she's, I think she, she's like horny for Chuck. Yeah, she might be. Uh, mm. yeah, said, she did that. She did that deep. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, Chuck Mangione. <laughs> he <laughs> says, uh, and Chuck says, and now Megalomart has propane and propane accessories at mega low prices. And, and it, it feels so, so good. good. <laughs> Hank is like, uh, he's really there you go, taken uh, There back. you go, commercial buddy. That's a good commercial for yeah, you right there. there you it go, feels man. so good. Do that. <laughs> do that go. Chuck Mangione commercial. Yeah, the Chuck Mangione. Hank, Hank says, uh, propane at Megalomart? And Peggy knows. She says, Bobby, leave the room. And Bobby just dead ass sprints out of the room. Yeah. He knows some <laughs> bad's happening. Hank is like, you bastards. Next day, we're at Strickland. Uh, everybody is all riled up. There's a big uh, meeting. Hank says, all right, all right, everybody settle down. Megalomart may be selling propane now, but they're in for the fight of their lives. Tell them, Buck. Well, there's no <laughs> way we can compete with their prices, but Debbie and I stayed late last night. And after that, we came up with a plan. <laughs> and after that. Yeah, yes, we have a plan. He says, yes, we have a plan. Good work, yeah. Buck and uh, Debbie. <laughs> yeah. Buck says, we're going to beat Megalo by giving them the customer what they can't, the personal touch, a little program I'm going to call service with a hug. Yeah, service with a hug. <laughs> he says, you serious? <laughs> and when Hank is double uh, checking Buck, you know there's an issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Uh, now it's a little bit later at Strickland. A uh, customer comes through the door and, uh, Hank says, hi, welcome to Strickland propane service with a hug. And then the most awkward try at a hug I've ever seen. He puts both Slaps arms his hands out on his shoulders, and yeah. just touches him on the shoulders and then says, uh, I'm really sorry about that. Now, what can we do for you? Yeah. The guy says, I was just wondering if you honor Megalomart coupons. Hank says, no, but for pennies more, you can get the same propane and Strickland service. The guy says, how many pennies? He says, several hundred. Uh, customer leaves, and Hank is out the door screaming, I hugged you. Uh, now, we, we show at Megalomart. And I want you to see this little picture I drew here. Oh, okay, let's uh, see you this. guys won't be able to see it, but well, Rusty I'll, I'll, will. I'll post it on social media. It is the propane tank outside of Megalomart, and I realize what that looks like at this point. It uh, looks like... Yeah, it doesn't look great. It looks phallic. 
But it's the big tank that says propane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks phallic, but it is the propane tank. Uh, And it's Bobby and Hank walking into the garden center, I'm assuming, is what it seems like, because it's got the double doors in it, you know? Is is this show one big dick joke, though? It kind of is, yeah. Like, it comes to a climax Mm -hmm. with with the explosion of a phallic, a big penis-shaped tank. tank. Yeah. I don't know. And so Hank and Bobby, they they walk in. Yeah, it's real deep. They walk (laughs) into the garden center, and uh, Hank is just being really loud and obnoxious. He says, sure, son, the Wagner Char King does cost a little more or less here at Megalomart. Real weirdly, too, just screaming at the top of his damn lungs. But when you buy at Strickland, 135 Los Gatos Gatos Road. Road. So that's the first time we find out (laughs) where the the address of... he says, you don't get just a grill. You get a spatula and a friend. And a friend. A good spatula. <laughs> Sir, there's no yelling in the Buckley. propane department. Buckley. Yeah. He says, there's no yelling because some of these gases are extremely volubilious. Hank says, well, Buckley, I have a complaint. I'd like to talk circles around the person who runs your propane department. And Buckley just says, hey, they don't want me making keys anymore. Hank says. I don't know whether to laugh. Or vomit. Laugh or vomit. Yeah. This uh, is this is truly like Hank's worst nightmare. Well, it's like kicking the man in in the nuts and then like peeing on him after kicking him in the nuts. Like it's the worst. It's of the pretty worst rough. Yeah, this is this is it's Hank's. disrespectful. It, well, yeah, it is. I feel like Strickland too, like Buck is what kind of a human being is Buck he? Buck just kind of gives up here in a minute. The next scene we see is uh, they're grilling hamburger patties, uh, really pressing down on them, by yeah. the way. And that's how you, you lose all the juices. All the juices. You yeah. don't push them down. You don't down, push though. them down. You don't, and then you don't flip-flop it too much either. Yeah. Uh, Dry it out. Hank's, uh, it, it's all four guys, and they're out there uh, cooking some hamburger patties. And Hank says, say, I want to thank you guys for continuing to buy your propane from Strickland. You're you're about due for a fill-up, Dale. What's it been? Five, six cookouts? Dale's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm all set. He's getting real nervous. Yeah, he's getting really nervous. Hank says, huh, that's odd. And he's looking down at the tank. He says, the gauge must be broken. It says your tank's full. And then the sticker comes off, and it says Megalomart under it. And then Hank asks, Megalomart? Dale and screams and goes over the fence. I mean, he is just, pew, Super he's gone. gone. He's gone. It reminds me Well, of, see, and that's the thing, too, is... Strickland isn't just an individual like yeah. selling just by the tank. Right. They they're an industrial and a commercial provider of propane. So they're a friend. Well, not only that, they'll they'll give you slaps on the shoulder, you know, in the and form of an awkward hug and a sure. spatula. So sure. I just don't understand this whole like worry about because it's still not competition. That's one of the things that that Walmart really can't compete with, you know, or Megalomart. It's one well, thing yeah. those stores can't really compete with is industrial or commercial uh, delivery of you know, fuel. You, you, they, there, don't have, they don't have it on tap like that. There you know? is a place here in town. Uh, it was an electronics store, and my uh, my father worked at it for like 30-plus years, right? Um, and the problem was that in came Altex, in came these other electronics stores, and then in came Walmart. Um, and the other day, my dad's been gone from there for probably, I don't know, five or six years, uh, maybe a little longer. Uh, but I drove by it the other day, and it is closed. Um, they they sold all the contents and closed the place down because they just can't compete. 
Yeah. You know? Mm. So, I mean, this stuff still happens. It oh, happens it does. in all types yeah, of sectors, all time, unfortunately. Sure. Well, the internet now is killing a lot of... The internet, yeah. The, inter- the internet is is killing the businesses that killed Main Street. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it's killing off yeah. you know big box stores real it's quick. Crazy, it's kind of funny, honestly, isn't it? Yeah. And it, isn't it yeah. crazy? Because it, it is now, crazy. Because now, the consumers that they exploited are now killing their businesses by going to the internet instead of going well, to the physical true, stores. So guess, like the consumer is killing them too. I guess that's true. In a and, sense. and since we are primarily a service society at this point, um, I, I guess service is the last bastion of um, retail at this that's point, it. right? Just food service. I mean, it's just service that's in it. general, right? Service period, yeah. And since service has started to kind of decline with, you know, everybody quitting and all this stuff, Nobody um, want to get. I, I, well, just, that's the thing is that makes me mad is when you when I hear small business owners, and mm-hmm. I understand that small business owners generally can't pay people can't living wages. Yeah. But you hear people say, "Oh, well, nobody wants to work." Yeah. And then I'm like, "Well, what are you? You know, what's your hourly wage? Oh, sure. twelve dollars an hour." I say, "Well, sure. it's not the fact that nobody wants to work. People want to work and get paid a living wage mm-hmm. to survive. You know, like it's I, hard to keep people in those jobs. And the reason why they rotate is because it's generally just like." Hey, I got like five applications yeah. in. I need a job now. Let me work here until yeah. I get a job. Job. You I know? totally it's like a get stepping it. Stone. I, I I totally get it. But it also like small places. I mean, they just can't literally afford to pay them anymore. They can't. And, so, and that's why I think that since they can't at that time, I feel like yeah. small business owners. You know, if they, I, I've never owned a small business, so I don't know. So mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, this is all just speculation. But I feel like. You, you, you can't pay people a living wage, but like a lot of small business owners that I've come across in life, don't treat them like they're not paying them a living wage. They expect like leaps and bounds out of them for yeah. just like a small wage. Like, hey, manage my whole store for ten dollars an hour, twelve dollars well, an hour kind of thing. I mean, small small business owners, I think, have a better. Um, or can have a better handle on stuff like that, the way they treat people and the way they do business. What I don't understand is like your Taco Bells and your your Walmarts and stuff. They can definitely afford to pay more. Oh, they can. You yeah. know, and they, they, they just, actually they I just mean, don't. That they, they well, they have recently went up on things on 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 pay and places. I don't like know that, how they're paying the Taco Bell employees. I just know Taco Bell's always closed around here. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Um, can you guys hear me? Okay? Mason. Yeah, turn it up a little bit, Mason. Yeah, I remember. Um, and it's not Taco, but I remember Panda about. Mm-hmm. I want to say last year raised their base pay for just like regular cook right. to tw- went up to twelve. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. I think it's still there. I don't know what Taco, but I'm gonna look it up. While it's I'm here. just kind of crazy, yeah. you know, when I you know a when lot you start places. thinking about it. I mean, it, 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 these are these are national companies that make. Multi-million dollar commercials, you know, they they can afford to pay. Well, not only that's all the government subsidies and stuff that go well, to all these industries. And then on top of that, you've got you've got these poor franchise owners who bought into this this giant system, thinking, you know, I'm going to make a lot of money and and supply jobs for folks and things like that. And then uh, it's it's kind of uh, it's a catch twenty two. You know, it's all kind of crashing down on them. According to Indeed, and this is just a quick Google <laughs> Indeed. search. Um, a kitchen team member will make just under fourteen an hour. Mm. A cook, uh, fourteen sixty, mm-hmm. and a service worker. I don't even know what that means. And that's like minimum wage. Fifteen eighty three. That's their 
the smallest thing, which is, yeah. I mean, it's better than what it used to be. Yeah. But sure. But with everything costing so much. Well, because they yeah, say yeah, they yeah. say in comparison yeah, to what like minimum wage was for for like you know generations before, like oh, it's like twenty something dollars an hour is what minimum if you wage start would really be. It now, yeah, it's you're you're in trouble. And that's what people people it's always like, say like, oh, you can't compare it. Well, no, I can compare it because like why why could it work then and then not now? Like it works. Like why can't we? Like, why can't it work again? You know. Well, I can tell you why it doesn't work, and that's because of the the corporations. I mean, that's that's why it and doesn't the government work. attached given, to it. Yeah, we, we've we give given all them, that money. We've given them so much over the years, you yeah. know, and and stepped around so many regulations and things like that that this is the norm to them. You know, not paying people based on uh, the the economy. Uh, that's just been the norm. Welcome to the corporate collusion with Mike and Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the sticker comes off. Dale dives over the fence, and now we're back in the Hill House at night. This has got to be a uh, common scene. Uh, Hank and Peggy in bed. Uh, this time they both have uh, pads of paper and pens out. You're yep. feverishly taking notes and writing things down. Uh, Peggy says, I am changing the seating plan in my classroom. Mr. Garcia has been hiding from me for too long. Welcome to the front row, Mr. Garcia. And then she asked Hank if he's listening. He says, I got to come up with some kind of battle plan. We're hugging our way down the crapper here, which is a wonderful <laughs> phrase. That is, that is a wonderful phrase. We get a knock on their bedroom door, and Luann says, Uncle Hank, Aunt Peg, can I come in? Hank says, no. Peggy says, yes. So she comes in, comes of course. Right in. She says, you know, I didn't want to ask you for money. Hank's like, that's, oh, that's a good instinct. That's, a good instinct. that's one of my favorite. That's probably my favorite line of this whole one. <laughs> and Peggy says, go on, honey. She says, they won't let me back in Beauty Academy unless I pay them $300. And I can't make $300 until I'm rich and famous Hollywood makeup artist. Yeah, that's how that works. Hank says, yep. Get yourself a real catch 22 there. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> that's yeah. literally it. He just kicks her out of the bedroom. See you later. Uh, next day, we're back at Strickland. Hank's got a plan for Buck here. He says, now, sir, I know we could never match Megalomart's prices, but I thought maybe we could get ourselves a spokesperson the way Megalomart cashes in on Chuck Mangione's star power. Now, I've done some research on this Zamfir fellow. He's an actual person. He's he an actual human real being. Person. And uh, that he, was uh, the fact checker. He got me lined out with some facts on him. So uh, he was uh, he did the... Uh, Mr. Miyagi was Karate Kid. Uh huh. Yeah, he did the Karate Kid uh, score. Pan flute. So he's a pan flutist. Zamfir has been around for years and years. Uh, he Which is, I think that's really funny that they they have a pan flutist as as a uh, compliment to Chuck, Chuck Mangione with the flugelhorn. Yeah. <laughs> so Zamfir is he's eighty one years old. Okay. Um, also, he's still with us. Then. I remember seeing commercials for him on TV. Yeah. And they always called him Zamfir, the master of the pan flute. Zamfir. Yeah, and it was just you know, a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah. A lot of a lot of flute music. I it's never my thing, but uh, you know, whatever, I guess. It worked for Karate Kid. <laughs> he's he's Romanian. Okay. Um uh but I can see that music being the soundtrack for Karate Kid. I, okay. I did not know that was him, and that's that's pretty interesting. Thanks, Artie. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, I've been doing some research on this Zamfir fella, and I found out he sold more albums worldwide than the Beatles. His music's better, too. His music's better, too. <laughs> Buck says, Hank, it's too late. I've decided to shut down this branch of Strickland Propane. What? No. We can't give yeah. up. Hank, listen, I got four more branches to think about. Sometimes, Sometimes you, you got to cut, cut off, off a finger, finger to save the hand. hand. <laughs> he says, I got to let you go. You, you fired me? He, he, 
Is this is this the second time Hank's been fired? Uh, no, he quit no, the he first quit. time. He yeah, quit. he quit the first time, and then he got put on probation. Mm-hmm. Said I can't I can't even afford to give you a severance package, but you can have five minutes at the office supply Such cabinet. Such a jackass! <laughs> I would have took the whole cabinet. I would take everything in it. Joe Jack, who's behind him, uh, going through the uh, cabinet. Make said, a basket out of your shirt, honey. Make a basket out of your shirt, honey. I like him. He's one of my favorite voice actors. Who, who does that voice? I don't know who does Joe. I Jack. can't remember. Let's um, see. I got it right here. So. We're at night in the Megalo parking lot. Megalo Mart Toby parking Huss. lot. Oh, Toby Huss. Yeah, Toby yeah, Huss. I thought so. I thought it was him. Uh, I just Hank, didn't want to be wrong. Hank Already pulls, got me. <laughs> Hank pulls up to a closed Megalo Mart in the parking lot, and he is pissed. Gets out of his truck and just starts chucking Chunking batteries. Them. Okay, so when I first uh, first saw this scene again, D batteries. I couldn't remember what he did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he broke something or anything like that. I thought he was going to throw the, I was going to start throwing stuff through the door. Mm-hmm. No, he's just chunking D-sized batteries yeah. at him. He says, take your damn batteries back. Take them back, bastards. I don't, I don't, I don't want them. You can have them. And, and then he's he, chunking them. He gets. He just realizes, like, he's he like, goes, I'm still throwing batteries. He's like, damn, that's a lot of batteries for four goes, bucks. Boy, you get a lot of batteries for four dollars, <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next next thing, we are uh, at home. And he's and pouring Hank, some thick ketchup. He is pouring out everything down that the is, drain. That is the biggest damn ketchup bottle I've ever seen. Uh, he is pouring ketchup down the drain. Well, that's why everybody in that house is portly, because you know ketchup is <laughs> super sugary. Sugar. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot got a lot of sugar. Has hardly any tomatoes and a lot of sugar. Yeah, a lot of sugar. Uh, Bobby Bobby comes in and says, Dad, what about this big box of tissues? He says, is it from Megalomart? No, but it was touching something that is. Throw it out. out. (laughs) (laughs) Throw the whole house away. Peggy, who looks about as frazzled as I've ever seen her, says, well, folks, there's no chance in hell we're going to lose this house because I've spent a lot of time thinking and preparing us for this exact moment. You what? Hank's like, what? Hank, I married you for better or for worse. So during the better, I planned for the worse. I saved all our old curtains so that I could make some clothes for Bobby. We will grow our own vegetables and we'll eat carrots for dessert. And Bobby, Bobby looks is just like, oh, I thought you said yeah. we were going to be okay. He doesn't look good. She says, from now on, I'll be the breadwinner of this house. Not Hank. that you're the bread loser. Hank looks But it's pissed. funny, though. Like, that is a kick. It, that, that is almost worse than not saying anything at all. Yeah. Like, you might as well just well, not even say it. But she yeah, has no. definitely Peggy. Yeah, she's, that was, that's a really asshole thing than... to say. Well, you're not the bread loser either, though, you know. So, so don't think I'm calling you the bread loser. Peggy is definitely always oh, the should have just said nothing in person she says we're all winners here as big as her foot is i'm surprised it fits in her mouth it fits in her mouth a lot yeah uh then we hear a bunch of spanish music playing uh hank bobby and luann are watching tv yeah why is the pope holding that gun hank's got the paper (laughs) out and he's looking through what we're assuming are the want ads and he does he asks them he says why does why is the pope holding that gun and luann says that is not the pope it's monsignor martinez and then uh, we hear Viacondios with the gun firing. Hank finds an ad in the paper. He says, uh, wanted one hardworking man to replace four who weren't. And he says, stop looking. You found him. It's not great, though. No, not great at all. Not great. So now, <laughs> not great at all. now we're at the uh, Motel Arlen. The L has fallen off the sign. It's looking and, rough. Yeah, and we see about seven people in a room, two guys up front, bunch of boxes behind them. Uh, they do have this this big sign up with a dollar sign and a mark through it, which yeah. I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what that means okay. either. What do they call this, like, mid-level? Like something this marketing? is multi-level, multi-level marketing, marketing yeah. so which is just a scam. Multi-level marketing or pyramid scheme or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, basically, the only people that get rich 
off the head of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, and then you're supposed to, um, you know, sell knives to your, your, uh, your friends, your neighbors, your family, and then they're supposed to get their friends and neighbors and family and all of this stuff until there's nobody left. So everybody's selling knives. When I, I, this is, this is a warning from me to anybody who's listening. If you hear anybody talk about Cutco downline, upline, Cutco, uh, no, Am- how about this? How about Amway? this? If you're invited to nope. a motel, a motel room, and they have boxes of knives, or a motel conference, yeah, or a motel conference yeah. center, which I did write yeah. down that they have the striped wallpaper in there. You know, like oh, yeah. the old <laughs> yeah, 80s, the old 80s yeah, striped yeah. wallpaper. So you got these two guys up front, and he says, you'll notice that the door on the left is open, and if you're not interested in making money, I want you to walk out that door because this is not for you. Have you ever participated in anything like this ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, been to a lot of, like, timeshares, things oh, like that. I've seen timeshares, right? yeah. I've seen the timeshare thing. Um, same kind of thing. You know, you get the, the uh, they've got one big winner who wins a TV or something. Yeah. And then everybody In the timeshare where you pay like 10 grand a year to sleep somewhere for like a week. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else gets a box of knives or whatever, you know. So one of my favorite movies, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary, uh, Glenn Ross. That's what uh, it is. this guy here just said. Yeah. It's, Seth, it's based on one of our a, super uh, fan, Seth. It's based on a David Mamet play, and it is it is just all dialogue. Um, but one of the things they, they talk about is, uh, you know, somebody's going to win a Cadillac. The second place gets uh, a, some steak knives. Third place gets fired. So that's that's how they run the competition <laughs> there. Uh, but anyway, these two guys are up there in front of a bunch of boxes. Hank says, can I just ask what we're selling? Uh, the guy says, that's a very good question. You'll be selling opportunity. There's a red flag for you, that's too. That's super Anybody who ever says that, run the other way. Oh, and funny. then this is, this is the, yeah. this is the uh, reddest of all flags. Give me $300. <laughs> I'll give you a box of knives. He sell says, these knives. He yeah. says, with your initial investment of 300 bucks, you can make up to $60,000 or as much as $200,000. It's up to you. Whenever they tell you it's up to you, you're screwed. That is That's not it. a job. Nope. That is that is a sales pitch. That's a sales pitch. So everybody in the room starts uh, clapping and and chanting, "You, you, 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 you!" Yeah. Hank says, uh, "What's in the box?" And the guy says, "Well, all right, eager beaver. It's time for us to tell you what's inside. Inside each one of these boxes are twenty-four smaller boxes filled with dreams." Hank says, "Oh God, we're not selling steak knives, are we?" <laughs> guy says, yeah. guy says, he knew right away. Yeah. Guy says, not we, you. you everybody just you, starts clapping. You, you. And, <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been in the middle of some of those. I fortunately have it because anytime somebody said, will you give me $300 to do this? Well, I was thing. like, I don't have $300, bro. Can you just give me the knives and that's let me show you? That's why you're looking for yeah. a job, you yeah. know, because you don't have $300. <laughs> Um, but a lot of this stuff is like brainwashing. You it know, is. They get you yeah. in there and they talk and talk and talk and get Give you going and meal. going and going. And then all of a sudden you're giving them money. Anytime they offered a free meal though, I'd show up for something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, Hey, we'll give you a free well, steak dinner. If you show up to the, I'll be there. Yeah, and that's why I go to the timeshare to get whatever they're giving, whatever me. they're giving you. Know, you yeah. I listen to a sales pitch. Yeah. But I, but I'm gone after that. Uh, now we're back at the Hill house and, um, Lou Ann is really studying on the couch. She's got the propane textbook out and she says, uncle Hank, what's a BTU? 
He says British thermal unit. Oh, so there's no bacon in it at all then. Yikes. He says, Luann, That's terrible. I think you picked up the wrong book. That's about propane. She says, I know. And she just giggles. Says, I'm studying to be a propane salesman, just, just like, like you, you used to be, Uncle Hank. Uncle Hank. He says, Uncle that, Hank. That's a neat idea, Luann. While you're at it, maybe you can fly around the world Ooh, in a weather, weather balloon. balloon. Boy, he's so condescending. <laughs> she says, I can too get a job selling propane. Huh. Buckley said he'd hire me at the Megalomart. He says, Megalomart, why don't you just go down to hell and work for the devil? <laughs> and, I mean, they get into a shouting match. Yeah, I know they do, yeah. She says, good thing I don't have dangerous brain powers, or right now you'd be in a thousand little Which pieces. Which is weird. What the hell is she even talking about? I don't about? know. She's nuts. Uh, we're back in the alley, and uh, we got Hank opening an Alamo beer. He says, you know, I've answered 40 classified ads. I didn't get a single response. 40 classified ads. That's Boom a Hauer, classified ads. Yeah, I've done that. Boomhauer says, uh, hey, man, I know how it is, man. You got to low down that money, man. Just come over to Bank Boomhauer, get a little cash advance. Dang old additional charges may apply, man. Yeah, dang old so, additional <laughs> charges may apply, man. <laughs> Hank, Hank says, well, I appreciate that, but we're doing fine. Thanks. Peggy's landed some extra work as a notary republic. And then Bill says one of the weirdest things. He says, you got yourself a good man there, Hank. <laughs> I think it was a joke, and it was there a bad is, there, attempt at a joke because the a, second Hank looks oh, up and says, what'd you say, Bill? He's, he's like, across the street and well, uh, struggling he's trying to climb. To jump the yeah, fence, he's struggling yeah, to falls climb. Falls off of it. Falls off of it, yeah. Hank, I, Hank is, oh, he did not like that one bit. Nah, he didn't. Well, I don't blame him. <laughs> that's a good man so, you got there, Hank. It's fucking jackass thing to say to a man that's kicking so, while he's down. <laughs> we're back in the kitchen, and Bobby is helping Luann study for her big propane exam. <laughs> Uh, he says propane is a flammable, b non-flammable, c all of the above, and she's like, "Hmm, well, you can't eat propane. <laughs> Definitely can't eat it." <laughs> Hank is in there making a sandwich, and he's just so he he's he's uh, he says, "For God's sake, it's flammable." She says, "I could have gotten that." He said, "You never would have gotten that." She goes, "Uncle Hank," and then he throws a sandwich at her head, <laughs> hits her in the head <laughs> yeah. with a damn sandwich. Uh, yeah, that's funny that he just hurls the sandwich across the room at her. You don't see him throw it, but you just hear it yeah, slap her head. Yeah, you just see it yeah, hit her in the face. So, you know what? I was I was kind of disgusted about that sandwich. Yeah. There was no sauce on that sandwich. He was eating a dry... I thought it was just, a lot of mayonnaise. I thought he was putting mayonnaise on Yeah, but when it hit her yeah, face, there was no mayonnaise it. on her face. So think it was about a dry it. He threw sandwich. everything out. You know? So what was that? What was that sandwich made of then? I don't know. I guess bread and meat that didn't come from Megalomart. He probably shops at the local butcher, but I imagine at this point the local butcher would be out of business well, too. Well, he hasn't done this yet, but at some point they start shopping at the uh, uh, the hippie place. Yeah, the hippie place, like the the, the commune. The, the the commune. The commune. Co- co-op. The co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, start yeah, shopping at co-op. the co-op. So maybe they have been. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because this next scene, uh, Peggy comes in with groceries while Hank is uh, really disheveled on the couch, eating chips right out of the bag. Uh, he's got his bathrobe on, and he he's watching Monsignor Martinez. You see the Monsignor jump off of a, uh, a stained glass window, uh, and he goes, how could such a good cop become such a bad priest? <laughs> Just a bad priest. <laughs> Just yeah. talking to himself. 
Uh, in comes Peggy with a bag of groceries, like I said, and she says, "Ah, well, I threw out my ethics and I notarized Velma Throckmorton's will. I hope those cats know how to oh, run a toy, toy store. store. <laughs> That's funny. <yeah. laughs> she says, honey, did you uh, iron my blouse for tomorrow? He said, no, I don't know how to iron. I don't uh, want to learn. I don't want to learn. That's kind of crazy right there to me. You know, that's that's a little rough. She says, Hank, we're I don't all... know how to iron. You don't know how to iron? I don't know how to... I mean, I know the concept Man, of ironing. Man, it's just hot. You just put a hot thing if on I, the thing. If, if, if I had to iron something, <laughs> yes, but I've never yeah. been anybody like I've... Really? Never really cared. Oh, dude. Oh, enough. I've ironed a lot of shirts. Uh, he says, I don't, I don't know how to iron. I don't want to learn. She says, Hank, we're all taking on extra responsibilities because of your situation. <laughs> he says, yeah, Peggy, I'm trying. She says, don't be a tribe baby. Hank, be a new baby. Don't he be a tribe baby. Kisses him on the head and leaves, which is just nuts. There you go. That's the, that, that, that's, if you take nothing from this today, Mason, yeah. take that. Don't be a tribe baby. Be a do baby. Be a do baby. <laughs> uh, and then of course, one more kick to Hank. We hear the Spanish language Megalomart uh, propane ad play. Oh, that's just, yeah, that was, uh, that was another <laughs> trivia. Appreciate that already. That was what he added in the trivia was yeah. uh, that uh, it was a, uh, it's like a, a kick in the nuts. It was yeah, like a it was kick, like in, a kick like in the nuts. Kick in the tank. Uh, the taint. We're back at... I didn't say taint. Oh, you didn't say taint. I said tank. Said, oh, tank. Uh, yeah, as in propane tank. Uh, oh, yeah, because it is... If it, you got a propane phallic. taint, you, you're, you're in trouble. Uh, now Should be methane, right? We're, <laughs> methane taint. We're back at the Megalomart. Luann is like... She, here she goes. She's going to go interview for a job, and she's talking to herself as she's walking through the store. Come on, Luann. No job, no Hollywood. You can do this. Remember, BTU, British Thermal Unit, no BTU, bacon. BTU, no bacon. Yeah, she, uh, she, she comes across Buckley. Hey. Uh, she says, I'm ready for the test, Buckley. I just pushed everything out of my head except propane. Well, y- you know, and how to get here. You don't have to take the test now. I gave the job to somebody else. He has I, – I don't understand Buckley. Like – I, I get that he's just this kid, right? But he's just a total friggin' idiot. And and he has no emotions really. He has the only time we've yeah, ever seen him get upset is when her mom crawled all over him. That's it. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, get upset. Other he's than that. just like delivering this news to her. You don't have to take tests now. I gave it to somebody else. Well, she ought to be mad at Buckley, not at at who we find out took the took the job. Yeah, she turns and there's Hank in his little red vest with his name tag, and she screams. It looks, I, I don't know. This for me, I kind of teared up for Hank here. You know, mm. I kind of mm-hmm. pulled at the heartstrings a little bit. I kind of felt bad tough. for him. Yeah, it's tough seeing Hank like that because yep. you know this is that's a low point for Hank. He had no that's choice. That's a very that's a mm. very low point for Hank because Hank despises the entire concept of. Something destroying Main Street. Well, you know, you go into like um, a Home Depot or something, and you see these guys, and and like when you talk to them, they, they, they are Hank. They have like some of these yeah, guys so, have run yeah, businesses the, for I years. Oh, the hardware store for yeah. thirty years, and now yeah. I'm here at Home Depot yep. shucking nails. Well, not only that, they're working. You know. All the hours, all the stuff, you know. Stuff that they, you know, generally wouldn't have had to do if they were running their yeah. own business. They'd be able to work yeah. regular business hours. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're running a type of store, like a hardware store, you know, you're open from this time to this time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not much you do well, I besides think about, inventory maybe when you're closed. I think about, like, the Ace Hardware guys, you know. I think that's one step 
uh, away from going to a Home Depot. You know what I mean? Oh, Ace, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, like an Ace Hardware it is, or whatever, whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if they like merged with stuff, one of the yeah. big major hardware stores. Yeah, you 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 do kind of feel like that's the next thing for them. Actually, because when I go I in a, there, I got a I got a story for you about the, about hardware stores. Yeah. Uh, my my grandpa, uh, uh, he's past since, but he uh. Uh, he. Retired to Yorkshire in England, mm-hmm. and he bought a you know 17th century village home like right. like, like a like the house was right you sure. know in this what they call Crag Cragvale Village, yeah. and uh, it's like a real country area. Like if 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 it snows, like it, he has to buy food for like a month at a time, kind of thing. When he was living out there, well, he would go to town and he would go to this hardware store, and they would never have what he needed, and it would always be. I'll get you what you need, but it's going to take me a week. Uh, it'll right, take me two sure. weeks to get you what you need. So he goes in, uh, finds a need for something, and uh, starts an uh, agricultural store. He starts his own store, his own yeah. ag-, ag store. Uh-huh. Uh, buys that guy out, sells him out of business, starts this this department-like Home Depot-type size store, right. and then he o- they ended up opening, I think, like two or three of them. And... Uh, I thought that, I mean, that my grandpa participated in, you know, but he did it. He was like grassroots. He did it sure. on his own. He just saw yeah. a need for it and he yeah. knew, and he knew how to finance it. And he knew how to get it set yeah, up yeah. and how to do it all. Cause he'd been owning a businesses. Uh, he actually borrowed 200 bucks from my grandmother's mother yeah. to start, uh, Drafting, he did drafting and stuff for businesses or, sure. or for for uh, designs and stuff for trains. He's got uh, he's got train designs in the Manchester Train Museum, like huh, designs that he, cool. that he that he that he created. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty. That's uh, awesome. Pretty, yeah. re- it was a relatable story to yeah. what we were talking about. I feel related to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is a uh, commercial. Dad? That's a commercial break, <laughs> and we're gonna take one real quick, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back at the Hill House. Uh, Luann is uh, really pissed off at Hank. She's like, so I guess you think you're going to work right now. I'll have to sell propane in your fancy vest. This is while uh, Hank is just getting ready, and he's getting ready to leave. He's got his little red vest on. She goes, I hope you like walking, though, because I took your car keys, and I flushed them down the toilet. And she yeah, just and laughs just and laughs. jumps in the car, starts in the car and up, goes, drives yeah. off. <laughs> and then out comes Peggy and says, have you seen, have you seen my, my car, car keys? keys? Uh, yeah, so I guess she shoved, she, she flushed yeah. the wrong one. Uh, Flesh now was. we're back at Megalomart, and Hank is at work. Uh, uh, Buckley says, "Oh, you know something about propane?" He goes, uh, "I was a manager at Strickland Propane for 15 years." Anyway, here's your tag. You got to wear this at all times. He gives him the little tag that says, "Please forgive me. I'm a trainee." Which that's, a, that's it another. Just keeps lower just keep lower and lower and lower. That's right. Like. <laughs> They just keep kicking him. I don't know. When the dog's there laying, just let him lay. You guy know? walks Golly. up. Guy walks up that works there, and he says, hey. And then uh, <laughs> Buckley says, hey. And we find out that it's Ron. Uh, he says, this is Ron. Uh, hello, I'm Mr. Hill, 15 years experience in pro can- propane. Ron says, wow, that's amazing. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Ken, this is just yes. lower and it's, lower. It's bad, and yeah. Lower. Um, I feel bad for Hank, Hank the whole way through this crap. Hank says, what? He goes, chicken butt. He goes, you know what that means? Hank says, no. He goes, what? Chicken butt. 
And these two idiots are just just cracking up like like it's the funniest thing they've ever heard. Yeah, I know they're uh, very infantile. He's like, you got to stop saying ch- saying what? And he goes, why? The chicken thigh. And again, they just crack up. Uh, and then yeah, he tells silly him. Jokes. And then on top of all that, he tells him as he's handing him America Loves Megalomart posters. Now you've got to go uh, put up some posters in the parking lot. Chuck Mangione's giving a concert there next week. That's one of the things that was always tough for me about department stores and yeah. stuff like that. Like all the extra stuff. Well, no, not all the extra stuff. Uh, well, I never worked at a place like that, but yeah. just like seeing, like observing as you're in the store. I'm, I'm a people watcher, so like when I was mm-hmm. a kid, when my mom would roam to the store, I would like sit on the bench and just watch people as they walk by. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things I observed about like uh, those big box store employees. You'll have like sixty year old men with you say like twenty years experience. Oh yeah. Like. Checking people at the counter while you have like this twenty year old dude who's like stoned off his ass yep. is this dude's boss. Yep. And I'm like, that doesn't even make like It doesn't make any sense. I don't care if that dude's been here for six years and he pushed the shit out of carts and worked his way up to like be a manager. If you've got a guy who's got like twenty years experience, like I just don't understand how like you could not use his experience somewhere more valuable than like you, bagging groceries or checking at the register. Cause you hired this kid to, to do it for, you know, eight bucks an hour or whatever. That's, yeah, that's uh, what it is. That's exactly that, there you go. Is. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And then yeah. you put that kid in place and then you, you hire these guys cause they got no other choice. And then all of a sudden they're working for a 20 year old. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me throughout this, this episode is all of the ominous music. Yeah, um, the music's pretty crazy. Right I thought now, the score was crazy on this episode. Yeah, right now we're back at the dinner table at the Hills, and even though they're just sitting there eating, talking about Megalomark, there's still ominous music playing. Uh, Bobby says, Dad, I thought you hated Megalomart. He says, I do, I do, son, I do indeed. He said, but you're working there. He goes, yeah, that's right. Are you still married to Mom? <laughs> yeah. He says, Bobby, of course I am. And then Peggy is, mm-hmm, it's true, Bobby, he that's is. Funny. She says, you know, Hank, I think you should be happy about your new job. You get to wear that smart little uniform, and with the trainee badge, you can make all kinds of mistakes. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. He says, well, now I feel great, Peggy. Thanks very much. Let's all go dancing. What do you say? And then he gets up and storms away from the dinner table. (laughs) She says, well, forgive me, Hank. I'm doing the best I can. You've never failed before, and I don't know how to pity you without offending you. I don't know how to pity you. And then Bobby is the only one left there, and he says, I guess this means we're not going dancing. Great joke. Uh, We're back in the garage, and uh, Hank is coming out there. Luann is in her manger baby's booth, uh, and he says, uh, hey, Luann, listen, I'm sorry I took that job you wanted, but you have to. And she goes, sorry, can't talk right now. I'm in the middle of a rehearsal. And then she starts talking as the manger babies. I'm Sir yeah. Reginald Featherbottom the third, and my boyfriend's <clears> going <throat> to give me a job at Megalomart. Hee-haw. <laughs> and then the penguin. What's the penguin's name? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I don't remember what the penguin's name is. Penguin, penguin says, no, he's not. I'm going to make it and give it to me and ruin your life forever. Oh, no, wait. That is the donkey saying that. Because yes, he says hee-haw. Yeah, he says hee-haw. And then Hank says Luann, and she just goes, hee-haw, hee-haw, hee-haw. That's her way of getting out of the conversation. Next scene, we're at the Megalomart uh, break room. Uh, Hank is sitting there. Trying to eat a sandwich. All sadly in his little vest, trying to eat a sandwich. And uh, in come. Peanut butter and bologna sandwich. In come Stephanie and Cindy, both with an eye. 
So uh, S T E F A N I and C I N D I. I sure it was a Y N D I. It's an I. Okay. Uh, she said they're both they both come in kind of giggling, and she's, you work with Ron and Buckley in the profane department, right? He goes, well, I work in the profane department while Buckley and Ron watch me. Uh, and then they're just going back and forth. She said, oh, could you find out if Ron likes Stephanie? And Cindy, shut up. And it's just this giggle yeah, match giggle, the whole time. Yeah, giggle yeah. fest. Bunch of because bullshit. she wants to stand next to him during the Chuck Mangione concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the biggest thing. Uh, Stephanie, of course, said shut up. Uh, Hank is like, well, I think I'll go and try to find a grown-up break, break room, ladies. And then she says, I think that old guy like uh, that old guy likes you. And it's Cindy talking to Stephanie. And Stephanie goes, shut up, shut up. So that again, uh, about as far down as Hank can get. Yeah, he's uh, all the way down right now. And now, uh, one more rung. Uh, he is there blowing up Chuck Mangione balloons <laughs> for the big concert. Uh, old man comes in and just Hank pops is, it. Hank is basically the greeter at this point. Like yeah, I don't know what, Like I don't understand how you go from po- propane to greeting. He goes, "Hello, America loves Megalomart," and then, like you say, the old man just busts the balloon. Yeah, pops it with his key. Up, jackass. Up comes Mark McJimsey. All right, hold on. We're gonna pause here for a second. Yeah. So Mark McJimsey is voiced by Jim Cummings. You know who Jim Cummings is? I do right? not. Jim Cummings is a super famous voice actor. Oh yeah. Uh, I, th- I want to say the most popular do voice that he does. Commercials? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. I want to say the most famous voice that he is probably known for. Yeah. would be oh, uh, let's see, probably Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he's been uh, he's oh, been bother. Winnie the Pooh since 1988. Really? Yep. Uh, hmm. He also uh, did an. Uh, he was an understudy for the hmm. guy who did Tigger and. <laughs> overtook the guy who and fully replaced the guy who did Tigger was a Tigger in the two thousands. So he was a Tigger understudy yeah. and took over for Tigger in the two thousands. Well, good for him. That's and, great. And uh he voiced Taz in the Tasmania movie. Hey, wait, uh, a wait a minute, 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 wait What do you gotta do to voice Taz? You just I mean, is that it? Is that the whole thing? I think so. I'd imagine, but it's still hard. You got. I did it. It's got. It's got to have a certain sound. <laughs> Can't you just replay also, that every time? Uh, I guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess you. Probably, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, it's probably to but, justify uh, the purchase, the purchase of the actor. You got to make him do it like every single time. Well, I guess if if it was a it was a Taz. You said it was a Taz movie. Yeah, called Tasmania. So yeah, maybe he talked. It was an animated point. series. It was from ninety one to ninety five. No, he does talk in there. He does. Arr. He does talk. He doesn't just. <laughs> rawr. He does actually talk. He also did the voice of Scar in The Lion King. Okay. Uh, there was an, oh, sorry, actor Jeremy Irons, he's the voice of the Scar. He Jeremy developed vocal Irons. problems during the recording of the song Be Prepared. Ah. So, that in, in essence, to save his voice, mm-hmm. they let him go back to just doing the voice acting for the movie, and Jim Cummings came in and the sang singing. the rest of it out. He sang that part and Ed the Hyena. I want to. I want to get to That's the point. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I want to get to the point in my life when somebody comes in and stunt sings for me. You know. Oh, he did uh, cat on cat dog. Doctor Robotnik. He didn't do the dog. He just did cat. He just did. Uh, they just were connected. The they were connected. Yeah. He just did the cat though. He okay. did Caw, the snake. Oh. On the, the 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 TV show Jungle Cubs, which okay. was which I don't know in the nineties they did the, in the nineties they did know. that in the nineties they turned all of Everybody the animated stuff into kids Muppet Babies Muppet Babies yeah. uh, Baby a babies. pup named Scooby Doo yeah all that yeah yeah all of that 
so uh, we are, uh, Hank has, has gotten his balloon popped. Mark McJimsey comes up and says, uh, after a while, he said, don't take it too hard, Hank. After a while, you hardly miss the respect, which is rough. That is rough. Uh, Hank says, you mean you're the Mark McJimsey that owns Just Break Drums? He said, yeah, I used to own until Megalomart ran all of Main Street out of business. Now I'm just working here in the automotive department helping feed the beast that killed me. <laughs> he, he says, uh, do you know Layaway Ray? He said, yeah, Layaway Ray. He used um, to go to his bait shop all the time. This is the guy who burned his burned place down, Burned out his bait right? shop, yeah. yeah. And here he goes, yeah. so there I was, bare-ass naked, this sitting is in Layaway a box Ray. of nightcrawlers. Yeah. Felt kind of funny, but it kept him alive through the <laughs> night. Hank says, see, that's the kind of thing you can do when you own your own store. I guess sit in nightcrawlers. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's voiced by Stephen Root. Here, it's just one humiliation after another. Then up comes a manager, uh, which we've never seen. And the guy says, uh, I've been meaning to tell He says, all right, break it up. Break it up. Back to work. And he goes, where's your trainee tag? Layaway Ray says, I won't wear it. I've had 20 years experience, and I'm not going to take this. And Hank says, and neither are we. And the guy says, well, I guess I'll just have to fire you then. And then Damn. Here comes the ominous music, and everybody puts their badge on. Do, do, do. <laughs> So now we are outside of Megalomart. He's with Hank is with the other guys that he's met there, and he says, "So, what do you think?" Layaway Ray's like, "I don't know, Hank. You're talking about an act of open rebellion." Hank says, "Dang right, I am." They say America loves Megalomart, just like the posters. And if and we it, don't speak up, everyone will think it's true. That's right. He says, "We got to put an end to the silence while the whole world is watching." If you want out, get out now. As for the rest of us, we'll be disrupting a Chuck Mangione concert with kazoos. And this right here shows. <laughs> and this right here is one of those examples for me. Yeah. That shows how socialist Hank Hill really is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. He's ready to disrupt the, the disrupt the system. You know. Layaway Ray says, why kazoos, Hank? Hank says, because they're portable, they're annoying, and Megalomart has them for $3 a case. <laughs> he goes, oh, we'll be just like Queer Nation. Which, uh, do you know what Queer Nation was? I do know what Queer Nation was, yeah. Well, you want to tell us what Queer Nation is? Because I don't know what it is. It was. That's uh, why I asked, I mean, because I don't know. <laughs> it was a movement. It okay. was uh, just like just like your, um, what was the thing where they were against uh, Wall Street? The the. Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, it was just like Occupy Wall Street or something like that, but it was uh, more of a queer-friendly type movement, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it says here, uh, militant protest styles, yeah. uh, protest banners. I mean, I don't banners. know if it's militant. Well, that's yeah. what it says here. Yeah, I got Such you. as protest banners to combat, <clears throat> excuse me, combat homophobia and promote LGBTQ visibility. Right, Okay. Right. Uh, and so they said, uh, go ahead. Mason? Was that where we're here, where queer get yeah, used yeah, to yeah. came from? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. And so he goes, we'll be just like Queer Nation. And the other guy goes, or the Boston Tea Party. And everybody goes, yeah, 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 the Boston Tea Party, Boston Tea Party. <laughs> uh, now we are back in the Hill Garage, um, and Luann comes up to Hank, who is just kind of sitting at a table fondling kazoos, which is kind of weird. Really weird. Uh, she yeah. says, Uncle Hank. He Don't says, hum. Yes. Yeah. He goes, I had a lot of time to think while I was unflushing Peggy's, key, <laughs> Peggy's keys, and I'd like you to know that I'm not mad at you anymore for taking my job. Hank says, well, I was the better candidate. She goes, oh, sure, sure. Um, can you give me a ride to Megalomart in the morning? I'm going to break up with Buckley. As of tomorrow, your boss is no longer my boyfriend. So at least when she thought about it, she uh, yeah, got mad she, at Buckley. Well, she should have got mad at Buckley. He's the one that was uh, the well, one she, that told her he would hire, her, and yeah. then Hank walks in and gets the job instead. Well, he sh she should have got mad at Buckley, but she didn't at first. She, it took her a while to think about it. 
Now we're in the Megalomart parking lot. It's all set up for the Chuck concert. Uh, there's a line of people waiting for tickets, which is weird to me because the, the concert is just out in the open. So, I mean, is somebody working security at this thing? Somebody is, like, taking tickets and stuff? I don't really understand how this works. Yeah. I think uh, we missed a scene. Did we talk about the scene where he was dragging the tank? Well, Buckley was dragging the we tank? hadn't gotten there yet. Okay, but, I didn't think but, we'd gotten there yeah, yet. But yeah, but we're yeah. getting there. I didn't there. think it was there yet. Uh, and so Hank and uh, Bobby and uh, uh, Luann and Peggy all pull up in the car, and Hank says, why don't you get us a spot, Peggy? I got a little business to take care of. Peggy, who who does often know more than she gives away. She yeah, knows, she does. She, she she's she's suspicious of the kazoos. She, she said, said, "I saw them." <laughs> yeah, she says, "I saw your bag of kazoos. I put two and two together. After 15 years of teaching, I know a mutiny when I see one." He says, "Don't try to stop me, Peggy." She says, "Hank, remember, honey, to hum, not blow. If you blow, it tears the wax paper." And this shows how how no she clue. will go down with Hank. Oh in yeah, a fight. easy. She Easy. will go She's going down out with, swinging him with Hank every time. But see, that's the thing is, is I had no clue what of, the wax paper thing is. Yeah. So um, there's a thing called uh, a Jew's harp. Oh, hold on. And we then, did. We did. Uh, we did miss the. Uh, did mm-hmm. we? No, I don't think we did. No, we hadn't gone in yet. So yeah, yeah, there's right. a thing called a Jew's harp. There's also if you oh, want yeah, we to did. hum, we with did. A, we missed it. Uh, it says right here, Buckley, what the hell are you doing? You never ever want to put stress on a valve. You'll cause a gas leak. Mm. That was that was way back there, right before the trainees, trainees ah, thing. Okay. But, yeah, so, yeah, you don't want to drag a, a gas tank by the valve ever because, yeah, yeah it, it'll, yeah. it'll cause leaks. There we go. So, yeah, Hank does uh, get a little upset about that earlier. Um, but the the thing about the wax paper is you put wax paper over a um, a comb or a Jew's harp or something like that, and it helps with the humming because of the vibrations. Uh, yeah. So she's saying with the wax paper on the kazoos uh, that you want to uh, hum, not blow, because it tears the wax tears paper. Tears the wax paper, which yeah. I never knew that they had wax paper inside of them. No, they don't. They don't. People oh, use yeah. it in conjunction with it to... To make it sound better. To enhance it, okay. So uh, we we see the guys again, and uh, uh, Layaway Ray asks Hank, where's your kazoo? He says, I got something bigger in store for Mr. Charles Mangione. Uh, and then he goes in the back door of the loading dock, which is which is really ominous, right? We're thinking that uh, Hank might really be up to something. Yeah, here. yeah, it looks, it looks super suspicious, yeah. like. Yeah, you don't know what's going on now. Yeah. And now we're, now we're inside Megalomart, and Luann is breaking up with uh, with Buckley. She says, I'm breaking up with you. You know why? He says, chicken thigh. <laughs> she says, don't make this any harder than it already is. And then we see all the security guards walking Chuck to his uh, to to the stage. Yeah, go to the now, stage. we first saw Chuck in his dressing room, or what we thought was his dressing room. He's got a cape on. He's got his bald head. Then he puts his, his big hat on and then walks out, and he's ready to go to the stage, and these guys are going to take him. But we also see that that's just in the middle of the Mexico it, Mart. Yeah. It's not really a, <laughs> not a really dressing a thing, room yeah. at all. Yeah, it's just out in the middle where the furniture is. Uh, these guys are walking him to the Probably stage. Probably near where he sleeps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the broke Chuck Mangione sleeping at Megalomart in Arlen, of all places. These guys are, are walking Chuck to the stage. He gets up there. Um, and we see Hank in the back room. He pulls out an air horn. Now we know that it's not, you know, a gun or whatever, yeah. right? 
Uh, it's just a big air horn he's going to he's going to uh, blow during the Chuck Mangione thing, and we hear the gas hissing. Uh, you can hear that or whatever, right? And then Chuck is on stage. The audience is cheering. Uh, Chuck says, how are you, Arlen? Are you ready to soft rock? I love that. Are you <laughs> ready, ready to, to soft, soft rock? rock? Uh, and then he goes to blow his trumpet or his flugelhorn, and you hear, and then you hear the kazoos buzzing, and the crowd is just exclaiming because yeah. a banner drops down and yep. says, Megalomart destroys small business. Is this their new slogan? Well, that's Bill. Yeah. He looks up at it and goes, is this their new slogan? <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we we find Hank finally hears the hissing. He smells the, the gas leak, and he says, oh, no. And then we see the store start to blow up. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's explosion after explosion after explosion. I don't know what all blew up in that place. But and it was boom. B- b- because boom, there boom, were several boom, tanks boom. in there. Well, but the smaller then, tanks, too. But then the big thing was outside. Yeah, so but... Uh, I guess maybe it blew up and then hit the tank or, or hit the hit the storage outside. I've got a little science for you on yeah, propane please. tanks. So... Uh, I could use a little propane, propane tank, is flammable, but explosions yeah. like that, yeah. super rare. Mm. So you have what you call a BLEVE, which is the Boiling Liquid Expansion Vapor Explosion. Mm-hmm. So the only time you get one of those vapor explosions like that is when the amount of pressure in the tank exceeds the amount of pressure that it can safely vent. Right. So they vent a certain amount, you know, so that's like a safety measure to prevent overfilling. They vent a certain amount out. And they smell that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's put in by us. Yeah, so for example, uh, a propane tank is bound to explode if the tank is under constant high heat for several minutes, Mm. which causes the propane molecules to expand. When the molecules expand, they break out of the tank. That's how you do that. Uh So one possible explosion for this, like possible explanation for this particular explosion is that there was an open flame for or some point of ignition that caused uh, uh, and there was enough propane inside of the store to cause an actual inferno. So there has to be like enough propane to have leaked in the store combined with an ignition to cause an explosion. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what happened then. Yeah. I'm not, not sure. I don't know if just a leaky tank would do that. But anyway, the store blows up. Um, we see Peggy outside. She's been sitting there waiting for the concert. She screams, Hank. Uh, Bill screams Chuck, <laughs> uh, and then the other worker screams that Buckley and Luann are in there, and then we get our last scene, basically, which is Boomhauer at a payphone, which that t- gives you kind of a time. Yeah. He goes, payphones don't exist anymore. He said, hey, man, it's 911. I dang old Megalomart, man, has gone boom and fire in there, and that gum, that gum blowed everywhere, man. I don't know. Some man run out of there. I don't know if Chuck Mangio is going to be like coming this out part, here. Yeah. And the woman on the phone says, sir, you're going to have to speak more slowly. I can't understand you. Dang old <laughs> Megalomart talking about dang old dang it's boom. <laughs> it's like, boom. Like it's, like it's any more like understandable <laughs> slow down like – what yeah. the fuck is he saying? <laughs> Dang old mega low. Dang yeah, old and then we, we get to credits. 
and we get That's the credits. It. And you got to remember, scene. this was the end of season two, so That's you had it. to wait uh, all summer until the show came back. Yeah, to find, to find out, out what, what the hell happened. You don't know if Hank blew up. You don't know if Luann's dead. You don't know yep. if Buckley. Don't I didn't even think about Buckley being dead. I didn't really care. So but. you guys can meet us here next summer for the next <laughs> season of Wah King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. Yeah, no, you don't have to wait that I long. I don't know that that works that way. Um, but we get the credits, uh, and then the very last tag is Stephanie with an eye saying "Shut up," and that's yeah, it. That's it. That's a whole that's wrap, it, man. That is season wow. two. Season two wrapped up with a nice shiny bow. I don't know why the bow's so shiny. And then Bill yelling Chuck. Yeah, it uh and that's it. Um explosive ending. Um very explosive ending. It's a cliffhanger, so not like a, it leaves you something to simmer and sit down and think about. It's not a normal thing for a King of the Hill episode. No. So so at this point, blindly not knowing, because I mean of yeah. course we already know what happened. So sure. blindly not knowing, it, it appears that Hank Hank could be dead. No, not only Hank could be dead, Hank mm-hmm. could be involved in something criminal too. That's true. Yeah. Like his my first, well, you know, those my first thought is know. Hank blew some shit up. Yeah. Like Hank went in there and sabotaged something and Molotov cocktail a propane tank well, or something. You well, never also, know. those guys that he gave the kazoos to, they don't know. He just said, I got something bigger for Mr. Charles Mangione. Well, Hank has I mean, shown his lawlessness yeah. when he was hurling batteries at Megalomart. That's true. So yeah. he's, he's not above the law at this, <laughs> above breaking the law at yeah. this point. Because yeah. that's vandalism. Sure. And seeing Hank littering yeah vandalism i mean there's yeah. there's there's multiple lot. crimes trespassing on private property after yeah. closed hours yeah i mean there's a lot of things that hank was involved in in that in that yeah. throwing batteries That's so true. if i feel like if he'll do all that then is he above setting the place on fire i think there's a point that hank gets to and yeah he's pissed off and he's going to do these little these little things like this but yeah i i can't ever see hank really going out of his way to blow a place up or yeah but what if it's like some fire? frat boy antics so he's a little tipsy a little pissed off i just don't, I don't think so. I, the worst we ever see he tattooed hank bill on him. his head so i mean <laughs> a guy that'll tattoo the word bill on his head but the worst we mind, ever see out of hank know. is when he gets drunk on stage and kind of goes off you know and vomits on people <laughs> that's it's really yeah. the worst you yeah ever see that, is, that is the worst you see out of hank well tell oh, them wow. how to find us well guys Rusty. you can find us on b-w-a-a-k-o-t-h that's three a's and that's on instagram twitter three TikTok. a's no waiting uh yeah and we appreciate all of the interaction and stuff that we've been getting still and uh everything's just been great yeah, it's been uh, fun appreciate all you guys uh everybody out there in uh social media land so we will be back next time with uh, the start of season three. Yeah, start of season three. We'll find out who blew up. Yeah, find out uh, if Hank is a criminal or not. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And for Mason, uh, for me, and for Rusty, uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Um, Tanya. Wait, Tanya. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.